بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله ونشهد ان سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Respected elders and dear brothers in Islam we are encouraged and we are repeatedly instructed by Allah and his rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam to exercise ihsan and to adopt the quality of ihsan ihsan has multiple meanings it's one of those very comprehensive and broad terms that are used in the sharia and depending upon the context in which it is used for the sake of today's pre khutba talk we will refer to ihsan as excellence ar rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he was asked to describe ihsan what is ihsan in the hadith of jibril alayhi salam the famous hadith ar rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam said an ta'bud allah kanaka tarah فَإِن لَّمْ تَكُن تَرَاهُ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكَ that worship allah as if you can see allah before you visualize allah's presence that is ihsan excellence in your ibadah we are also required to exercise ihsan excellence in our relationships specifically when it comes to the relationship between the child and the parents Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa bil walidayn ihsana Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained upon you that you should adopt ihsan you should adopt excellence when it comes to your parents and the manner in which you treat them Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has not confined ihsan only to ibadah to acts of worship Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has spoken of ihsan in a broader context ar rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned in allah ta'ala kitab al-ihsan ala kulli shay you should adopt ihsan in whatever you do and over everything even when it comes to your treatment of animals ar rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has obligated upon us and prescribed upon us to develop ihsan and to exercise ihsan in everything we do and in every interaction with people and in the way we approach every situation and every condition every circumstance we find ourselves in during this month of ramadan it is very important for us to work on this particular area in our lives there are certain areas in my life which i need to adopt ihsan It could be in my ibadah when it comes to my ibadah perhaps I am lacking and I'm falling short in a particular ibadah of mine it could be in my relationship with others it could be in my interaction the way I treat others and so on and so forth and that is why there is a very important hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that we should adopt as a principle of life more so in the month of ramadan it gives us a guideline it gives us a framework 
for us to take maximum benefit from the month of Ramadan. The famous hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Mu'minu al-Qawi, khayrun wa ahabbu ila Allah ta'ala min al-Mu'minu al-Da'if. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that to strong believers. He has categorized the believers into two categories. You have the strong believer and you have the weak believer. These are the two categories. Now the strengths that are referred to are of, their, of, of varying types. There are different strengths that you are encouraged to develop. One is, of course, and the most important, and the one we will pay special attention to is the spiritual strength, the relationship you enjoy with Allah. Al-Quwa your spiritual strength. That is given preference over every other strength. But the commentators of hadith explain that the strength is not confined to that strength. There is the physical strength which we are encouraged to develop. There is the emotional strength. There is the economic strength, the financial strength. All these strengths are referred to in this hadith when Rasulullah praises the strong believer. Allah loves the strong believer. Rasul has said that he is far more beloved in the court of Allah and he is better than the weak believer because the strong believer, believer is productive and productivity is something that Allah loves. And this is born in the hadith of Rasulullah Productivity, when you are productive and you are exercising excellence and ihsan in the manner in which you do things, then this is something that is beloved to Allah. In Allah Ta'ala yuhibbu, إِذَا عَمِلَ أَحَدُكُمْ عَمَلًا Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa says, Allah loves it. That when you do any action, whether it is of a spiritual nature or it is of a worldly nature, any action, when you do it, and you do it with excellence, this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly loves. So we come back to the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he has categorized the believers into the strong believer and the weak believers. Al-Mu'minu al-Qawi, khayrun wa ahabbu ila Allah min al-Mu'min al-Da'id. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the opening or the first part of this hadith, he emphasizes that the strong believer, again here, we will confine it to the spiritual strength. The strong believer is more beloved to Allah. Allah loves the strong believer. More than Allah loves the weak believer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a better relationship with the strong believer compared to the weak believer. Now, Rasul Sallallahu did not stop at this point. This is the first part of the hadith. We all have our weaknesses and sometimes when you hear this hadith or had the Prophet stopped at this point, mentioning the two categories and explaining the virtue of the strong believer over the weak believer, Perhaps the weak believer, he might feel a sense of despondency. Rasul Sallallahu has declared that the one who is spiritually strong is better than me. And that's why Rasul Sallallahu went a step further. He reminds us and he says, وَفِي كُلٍ خَيْرٍ But there is khair and there is good in every single believer. Whether you belong in the first category, whether you are a strong believer, you enjoy a wonderful relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
for you not in that category. You are a weak believer. You are weak in terms of your relationship with Allah. You are a weak believer. Rasulullah reminds you that you have khair within you. You have potential within you. There are two reasons why Rasulullah makes this statement. Why does he say this? Why does he say, wa fi kullin khair? There's good in every single believer, whether you belong to the first or to the second category. Number one is to encourage the weak believer. To encourage the weak believer that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed khair within you. Allah has placed goodness within you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed the potential within you to become strong. Wa fi kullin khair. So Allah, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says this to encourage the weak believer. And number two, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says this to prevent the strong believer, the one who is spiritually strong, to prevent him from developing a sense of superiority over the weak believer. Very easily, especially after the month of Ramadan or during the month of Ramadan, we can easily, very easily, develop a type of superiority. A sense of superiority, referred to as ujb. Ujb is the pride, the pride that emanates from acts of righteousness and piety, self-admiration. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informs us that there's khair in every believer to warn the strong believer that do not ever develop a sense of superiority or feel that you are better than the weak believer. And then our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this hadith, he then teaches us. And again, it's something we need to keep before us during this month of Ramadan. He now provides us with the framework. Our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam provides us with the guideline that we need to adopt and the principles by which we should live our life in order for us to become strong believers. How can I become a strong believer? What is it that I need to do? And like I said, we all have weaknesses. We all have weaknesses. Whether it is in my relationship with Allah, when it comes to my salah, when it comes to my relationship with Quran, when it comes to dua, how much of time I'm spending in dua, when it comes to my, when it comes to my interaction with others and my relationship with others, how I treat others, the manner in which I speak to others, in terms of my knowledge, in terms of my character, and so on and so forth. We know our areas of weakness. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has provided us all with a guideline to eradicate the weakness that is found within us and to develop the strengths that are missing within us. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the first piece of advice, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ihris ala ma yanfa'uk. Number one, the first thing that you need to do is actively pursue that which will benefit you. Identify your weakness. I know what are my weaknesses. The month of Ramadan gives me an ideal opportunity for me to identify the weakness. Ramadan gives you the opportunity to realize who you are. You want to know yourself, study yourself in the month of Ramadan. There are no satanic influences. There are no external forces that are persuading you and influencing you to act in a certain way and to behave in a certain manner. So Ramadan is who you are. 
And that's why it gives you such a wonderful opportunity to introspect and to study the weaknesses that are truly found within yourself. So first you've got to identify the weakness. What is the weakness that lies within me? Even if it means you write them down. That is what Ramadan is all about. Ramadan is not the struggle. Ramadan is not the battle. Many of us feel that Ramadan is the struggle. Ramadan is the battle. Ramadan is the opportunity for us to equip ourselves for the struggle that awaits us after the month of Ramadan. The battle starts after the month of Ramadan. Ramadan is the workshop. Ramadan is the boot camp. Before you go into a workshop, before you go into a boot camp, before you go into a skills development program, the first thing you do is you identify your areas of weakness so that you know what it is that you need to focus on. Already one week has passed. Do I have a list? Do I have, even if it is not physically written down, but do I have a plan as to what are the weaknesses found within me that I need to eradicate? So Rasul wants you to first identify the weakness found within you. Where does the weakness lie? Is it in my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is it in my relationship with my spouse? The manner in which I treat her, the manner in which I talk to her? Is the weakness found in the manner in which I treat my children? Am I fulfilling my responsibility towards them? Look at the different areas in your life, the different departments in your life. Does it lie in my character? Does it lie in the way I speak to people? Does it lie in the way I treat others? Does it lie in my addiction that I have? Whatever addiction it may be, whatever habit I have developed, identify the weakness. Ramadan allows you the opportunity to truly identify the weakness that lies within you. Is it in my disinterest in seeking knowledge and enhancing myself in terms of my knowledge? Is it in my, in my inability? Or rather, is it in my unwillingness to adopt softness, to adopt sympathy? This is Shahrul Muwasat. Ramadan is not only about performing taraweeh in the first saf. Ramadan is not only about making khatam upon the khatam of the Qur'an. Ramadan is not all, only about giving charity. Ramadan is not only about performing umrah after umrah. Ramadan is a time for us to develop certain attributes and qualities. Where's the muasat? Where's the sympathy? Is my weakness in the unwillingness, my unwillingness to let go of my principles that I have adopted, regardless of who suffers, even if a child suffers embarrassment, or even if a child is put to shame because of my principles and my policies. In the month of Rahmat, in the month of mercy, I cannot adopt muasat, sympathy. So identify the weakness. Rahimallahu rajulan. Samhani the ba'ah. Samhani the shtarah. Samhani the qtalah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, May Allah have mercy on that person who is easygoing, who is accommodating. When he sells, when he buys, when he deals, when he demands payment, he does not put anyone to shame. He does not embarrass anyone. Where is the samaha? 
Where is the sympathy? Shahrul Muasat Rasulullah. Why did Rasulullah give this month certain titles and attribute attribute this month to certain qualities? Not because the expression of those qualities are confined to the month of Ramadan, so that we may develop those qualities. And so that we may enhance those qualities within us. Shahrul Sabr, Shahrul Muasat, Shahrul Rahmah. So where does the weakness lie within me? That's the first step. Identify the weakness. Once you've identified the weakness, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ihris ala ma yanfa'uk. Now actively pursue. Look at the words used by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ihris. Actively pursue. Go out, enthusiastically identify and look for the source of benefit that will help you eradicate the weakness and develop within you the strength. You can't just sit back and do nothing about it. Ramadan is the moment. Ramadan is the time. There are so many opportunities. There are so many opportunities. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not confine it to one area of activity. You know what works for you. Whether it is going out in the path of Allah, that works for you. It helps you eradicate the weakness found within you. Whether it is spending i'tikaf in the masjid, whether it is developing a relationship with a pious scholar, a pious person. Rasulullah did not confine it to one area of activity. You know what works for you, what works for the next person might not work for you, what works for you might not work for the next person. You know what has worked in the past to help you develop a better relationship with Allah, to help you become a better person, to help you eradicate that addiction, that, that habit, that you have developed and you're always having this constant struggle with. So identify the source of benefit. Identify the weakness. Then identify the source of benefit. What is it that will allow me to eradicate that weakness that lies within me? Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa says, go and actively pursue that. Go out and now in the month of Ramadan, as we said, is the ideal opportunity for us to do so. There are so many opportunities of benefit out there through which we can develop ourselves, through which we can eradicate the weakness that lies within ourselves. So that's the first piece of advice. Secondly, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَاسْتَعِمْ بِاللَّهِ Get Allah on your side. Ask Allah to help you. Once you have identified the weakness, once you have identified the source of benefit and you have chosen now the direction that you wish to proceed in, in order to eradicate the weakness that lies within you, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, ask Allah to help you. This is such an important, such an important component of our self-development. Get Allah on your side. Do not rely on your knowledge. Do not rely on your level of religiosity. Do not rely on your piety. Do not rely on your taqwa. Ask Allah to help you. Constantly get help from Allah. Will Allah not help you when you are seeking that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained upon you to seek? Will Allah not help you on your journey? Ista'in billah. Get Allah on yourself. This is a month of dua. Our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us Du'as are answered in the month of Ramadan. 
Brothers, through dua, we find hope at times of desperation. We find security at times of fear. We find sustenance at times of provision. Through dua, we find, we find consolation at times of sadness. So what a great blessing it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability to make dua. Dua in itself is a special form of mercy that we enjoy. Because Allah is the one who puts a yearning, a desire in your heart to make dua to Him. Allah is the one who puts that desire within your heart to make dua. That desire comes from Allah. Abu Abdullah rahimahullah, he says one night, I rose from my sleep in search of my slave girl. She was a pious lady. So I went out in search for her. I came across her and she was in sujood. Rasul The closest you can come to Allah in this world is when you are in sujood. That's the point of climax in your ibadah. Every ibadah, every act of worship has a point of climax. So when it comes to Hajj, Rasul says, Al-Hajj Arasah. The point of climax, the most significant point in that ibadah is Arasah. When it comes to Salah, the point of climax, the most significant point in that act of ibadah is Sujood, Sajdah. The month of Ramadan, Laylatul Qadr. The fast, the time of Iftar. That's that special moment of that act of ibadah. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he says, in I'lam annaka lan tajib ahanna min Allahi ta'ala alayk. He says, believe, know and understand, you will not find anyone who loves you more than Allah. Law ya'lam usajib ma yakhshahu min al-rahmah bi sujoodihi lama rafa'a ra'sahu. If you only knew the extent of Allah's mercy that descends upon you when you are in sujood, you will not want to lift your head up from sujood. So he says, Abu Abdullah, I went out searching for the slave girl of mine. I found her in sujood. She was engaged in dua. There's a dua that I heard her making at the time. What was the dua? Oh Allah, because of the love that you have for me, because of the love that you have for me, do not subject me to any form of punishment. He was surprised at the dua that she made. He allowed her to complete the dua. After she made the dua, he approached her and he said, How do you know Allah loves you? You made a very bold claim. You have claimed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. How do you know that He loves you? What did she say? Did Allah not give me the ability to stand at this hour of the night and pray before Him and communicate with Him? So it is Allah who puts a desire in your heart to make dua to Him. And that desire, that yearning to turn to Allah and to make dua is one of the most special mercies that you will enjoy in this world. And that's why when you experience it, raise your hands and make dua. And especially in the month of Ramadan, Especially in the month of Ramadan, you will experience that yearning and that desire to raise your hands and make dua for whatever it is that you seek. When you experience that desire, raise your hands, make dua, 
seek from Allah, beg from Allah. Istain billah. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Identify the weakness that lies within you. Whatever the weakness may be, you don't want to carry that weakness with you. Perhaps it's the way in which I, I speak to people. The words that I use. Once, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she made a comment about Safiya radiallahu ta'ala anha. Safiya was another wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She made a comment which was a fact. It was not an accusation. It was not a claim. It was not a lie. It was not a slander. She said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what do you find in Safiya, the short one? Safiya was short. Physically she was a short woman. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha made this comment. Spousal rivalry, which is natural. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam turned to Aisha and he said to Aisha, Ya Aisha, if I had to take that word of yours and I have to cast it into the ocean, the entire ocean would become bitter. It was a fact. It wasn't a lie. It wasn't a slander. It wasn't an accusation. Where is my weakness? Is it in the manner I address others, I speak to others, the way I talk to others? One kalima. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, one kalima, one word. We have to be so careful. We have to be so careful with what we say, what we type, what we share, what we broadcast, what we tweet, what we retweet. It can cost you your akhirah. One kalima, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, you get a person, yulqi kalimatan la yubali biha aw kama qal alayhi salatu wasalam. A person says a word thoughtlessly. Thoughtlessly. He didn't think about it. And he said it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved that word so much. And through that one kalima, Allah granted him entry into paradise. The power of the tongue, the power of the word. And today, the modern tongue, in the form of the mobile devices and so on and so forth, social media. One kalima, you said it. And it brought joy to the heart of another believer. It brought happiness to that person. You said to the person, Jazakallah khairan. Naturally, you thought this, you thought nothing about it. But it brought so much happiness to that person. Allah loved what you did there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as a result of that, granted you entered into paradise. On the other hand, a person says a word thoughtlessly. Thoughtlessly, he thought nothing about it. It means nothing. It's just a thumbs up. Or it's just a forwarded message. He thought nothing about it. Or he said it, he uttered it to his wife, to his child, to his parent, to a member of his staff. Whoever it may be, he said it thoughtlessly. Allah despised that word as a result of which he was thrown and cast into hellfire. Identify the weakness, identify the source that will eradicate the weakness. Get Allah on your side. Ask Allah to help you. Ask Allah to help you get there. Allah will certainly help you to acquire what it is that you wish to acquire so long as you get up and you do something about it. The third piece of advice that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, وَلَا تَعْجِزْ Don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. It's a struggle. إِنَّكَ كَادِحٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ كَدَحًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you will struggle. Kadih. 
كادح حوش we could unpack this as it is expressed in the Arabic language continuous struggling إنك كادح Allah did not say إنك يكدح إلى ربك إنك كادح it's something you got to do throughout your life the addiction the habit the ill mannerism whatever it may be you'll have to struggle against إنك كادح إلى ربك كدح you'll keep on struggling until you meet Allah. It's an ongoing struggle. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has provided us with a framework, he has provided us with a guide which we need to adopt not only during the month of Ramadan, beyond the month of Ramadan as well, to ensure that when we meet Allah, Allah is pleased with us and we are pleased with Him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding.